I stand for the open questioning of authorities. I stand for honesty, fact-based reasoning, and debate. I oppose all censorship, including hate speech laws. I reject name-calling and insults. I am Bill Warner. A common expression in Islam is, Allah knows best. Let's examine that in detail. Everyone has heard of the five pillars of Islam, and these five pillars include fasting on Ramadan. Here's the problem. Fasting during pregnancy can cause 20% of the babies to have vision, hearing, and learning defects. And these harmful effects occur up until eight months of pregnancy. They're far worse during the first month. Under the Sharia, a pregnant woman does not have to fast during Ramadan, but in the first month she doesn't know she's pregnant, maybe even for the second month. And furthermore, there are some Muslim women who fast anyway to just to show their strength as a Muslim. So we have here one of the five pillars that can harm the next generation with birth defects. Are there any other Islamic practices that harm? Well, inbreeding, the marriage of first cousins is allowed, and this does cause harm. It causes lower IQ, mental illness, depression, and misshapen skeletons. These all affect the next generation. There are also bad effects of the full covering, such as the burqa. There's a study done which talks about the fact that those who wear such covering as a burqa are vitamin D deficient. They don't get enough sun. Then there's an odd little problem that the full drape of the Sharia clothing does, which is like a tent. There's a secret problem, which is obesity. There's also you have a lack of exercise in these kind of garments. So since there's no public display of the body, there's no social pressure to maintain appearance. The Economist magazine world ranked the different countries with the highest obesity rates among women. Those highest countries are all Muslim countries. Also overweight gives problems with diabetes and higher blood pressure. Now then, so the Quran commands behavior that harms the next generation. Inbreeding with birth defects, fasting causes developmental problems, and there's lack of vitamin D due to the clothing which covers up the woman from the sun. So Allah knows best. Here's a question. What are we to make of sacred commands that harm the health of this generation and the next? What can be done? Well, a Muslim must submit to the Quran and the Sunnah, and there's no bad Sunnah, and so therefore the Sunnah of Muhammad and the Quran are fixed. They cannot be reformed. Islam deals with an authoritative logic. If it's in the Quran, the Sirah, and the Hadith, it's true, and nothing can contradict it. So what are we to say about an Islam that harms Muslims? How do we square this with the fact that Islam is the perfect society? because the Quran says that Islam is perfection and that the Muslims are the best of people. If we express doubt about the health damage due to Islamic practice, then you're called an Islamophobe. If you express concern about the health of Muslim women, then you're a racist and a hater. So the Sharia and political correctness forbid finding any fault with Islam. So we have a moral problem. Do we talk about the health damage and get called a bigot, or do we be silent in the face of harm and then we're like a good person because we're not talking about evil? Well, for myself, I choose being on the side of facts. I will speak and I will be called a bigot. But we do need to see that some aspects of Islamic law do harm this generation and the next. Thank you.